0: Raw truth, stories of female infidelity, may contain explicit and objectionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice by a licensed therapist. Listener discretion is advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, loneliness— all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who chose to cheat on their spouses or partners, hear their stories. This is Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Hello, and welcome to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. This is Rebecca, and welcome back to another episode. Hope everybody's year has been going good. Cannot believe that it is now mid January. I just don't get how the time flies so darn fast. And my mother always warned me. Hey, you're only a kid for this long. You're an adult forever. So enjoy it while you can. And man, these years are flying by fast. What happens when a woman cheats on her spouse or partner? As with any form of infidelity, there is always pain, sadness, and collateral damage. We've listened to many stories of women sharing their own infidelity, but what does the husband or betrayed partner go through? My wife and I were together for 19 and a half years. We married on November 24th, 2001. Six months later, during the same two week period that we were creating our youngest son, she had an affair with one guy three different times. She said it was because I wasn't telling her she was beautiful often enough, and it was someone that she had known before we had even been dating and was attracted to him, but she had never had the chance to sleep with him. She didn't tell me about this for a year and a half, and she also told me that she had been with 21 men prior to us meeting. To hear the full story and more stories about the betrayed partner's side of the affair or being the other woman or other man, subscribe to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelities Patreon. With a $3 a month pledge, you will have access to these bonus episodes, plus have early access to regularly released episodes. Visit RawTruthStoriesOfFemaleInfidelity.com and click on the Patreon link to subscribe today. Today we have a story from a gal named Amanda and she wrote this story I think so wonderfully and I really had a great time reading it and uh, hopefully all of you guys will agree and enjoy. I think she must be a writer or she has the potential to be just because of the way she describes things and I think that I was able to pass it along hopefully in a good way, and it'll work out good. Uh, But before we get to that, um, I wanted to share with you an article that um, actually my husband came across, and he keeps uh, sending them to me because he thinks they may be good for the podcast. So I guess that's great. We have him supporting this and and helping us out. But um, it was on theguardian.com under relationships, and it's called Dear Mariella." And uh, so it basically says, I had a night of lust and now want both him and my husband. And she writes, you are paying the price of your harmless fun. And there's a lot more you could lose, says Mariella Frostrup. So the dilemma. I'm married to a wonderful man and we have three children, but I have a burning desire for someone else. I was on a girl's weekend away when I met him and the electricity and chemistry between us was out of this world. We had amazing sex and chatted about everything. It was if we were soulmates. He also has a partner and two children and lives a couple of hours drive away. He asked to see me again and gave me his number so I made contact two weeks later. I couldn't get him out of my head. Having no appetite, not sleeping, and no concentration. We've been texting, but now he's cooling. It's crazy how this has affected me. I'm crying a lot, and I can't stop thinking about him. When I go to sleep, he's on my mind. And again, when I wake up in the morning, he's on my mind. This is the first time in my marriage I have had my head turned. This guy has really gotten under my skin, and I'm dying to see him again. I know I'm being greedy, wanting both my husband and him, but is it possible for the heart to love more than just one person? I'm going out of my mind. Mariella replies, you may well be. The heart is an expansive organ, but our lifestyles are generally less all-embracing. I'm certainly struggling to understand what it was about this recent escapade that spelled continuity to you. I totally get the enticement. An oasis of penalty-free sexual abandon rising up in the desert of domestic duties is hard to ignore. Given you have a husband, three kids, and the demands of everyday life, it is easy to see why, after a few cocktails, you grasped the opportunity for what's erroneously described as harmful fun. But that's where the fantasy ends. We both know that, in a real world, Newton's third law applies. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction, a cautionary reminder of consequences. The reality is that while you both appear to be winners in the frenzied moment, the grim gray light of dawn invariably reveals a loser. I know that women and men are now equal players on the sexual field, so it's increasingly hard to generalize around gender, but in my experience as witness to many a tangled tryst, it's hard to ignore the fact that when it comes to the concept of free sex, it's usually the woman who's left out of the pocket. You're now facing up to the fact that there is no such thing as unfettered freedom when it comes to human coupling. There's always someone left wanting more, and on this occasion, it's you. That's not to say you need to take this as a confident, smashing body blow. I'm sure your lover had an equally good time on that night, but for him, the parameters haven't changed. For you, they've widened, so you want to include him in your life. He seems to have placed your encounter in the box, where he believes it belongs, while you're letting it cause emotional havoc. If you're going to have casual sex, you've got to accept the terms. You've no idea how many letters I get from people eager for a momentary escape who then let the experience turn their existence upside down. You said it was as if we were soulmates, which brings me round to a topic that keeps coming up no matter what, the dilemma. Our incapacity as species to know when we've got enough and settle for it. The man you're setting your heart on, following your very brief encounter, is someone else's unfaithful husband. Even if he wanted to continue your sexual foray into a full-blown affair, is that really the sort of person you want to risk everything for? I'm a bit long in the tooth to accept the notion of people being, quote, soulmates, unquote, simply because they chit-chat between orgasms on a night of unbridled lust, It's not often you turn to Monty Python for emotional insight, but I feel it's my responsibility to spell out in no uncertain terms, as expressed by Terry Jones in The Life of Brian, that this guy is, quote, not the messiah, he's a very naughty boy. End quote. What does deserve further contemplation is what deep rooted desires he's fulfilling in your otherwise contented relationship, aside from the obvious. No partnership can supply our every need so we all look beyond our relationships for missing elements, whether it's something as frivolous as dancing or as serious as a political debate. The problem arises when the things we deem ourselves to be shortchanged on mean risking the fundamental building blocks of our relationships. In this instance, trust and fidelity. You asked the question, so I'll answer it. As you rightly suspect, there is little hope of successfully expanding your family boundaries to include this man and the sexual frison that he represents, unless you're prepared to risk it all. You've had your night of passion and proved to yourself you can still rise up to the heights of abandon, but back down on solid ground, you have kids, a husband, and therefore a family. When you look at what you have to lose and compare it to what you'd gain— the choice from where I'm sitting seems pretty clear. And she adds to the end of this, if you have a dilemma, send a brief email to Mariella Frestrup at observer.co.uk or follow her on Twitter at Mariella F1. And I will have uh, that article actually on my uh, podcast notes so you can uh, read it for yourself if you would like or reach out to her. I don't know about you guys, but... I can certainly relate to that article and how easy it is to get wrapped up, even on a emotional side of things, uh, about what it could be or how things could be, but I always learned that the grass necessarily wasn't always greener on that other side. Hello, I'm Amanda, and this is my story. I'm not sure how I became this woman a woman married for almost 20 years and cheating on her husband. It's not a fantasy that I had as a 16 year old girl. I grew up craving that big, happy family. Being an only child might have had something to do with that. I spent most of my time with my parents. They were loving and caring parents, but I always wanted more. In high school, I craved the attention my friends were getting. They had all the boys, what seemed like all the fun. I was usually the third wheel tagging along on my friends' dates. I had the occasional boyfriend, but none that fulfilled that high school girl fantasy of the one that would be forever, or anything close to that. I daydream about finding the boy of my dreams, marrying him, having his children, and living the perfect life. That last sentence makes me laugh out loud. How could 16-year-old me be so naive? After high school, I eagerly left for college, a virgin ready to spread my wings. One small problem, this eager virgin was stuck in the body of an introvert. It took a while to make friends, but I did, great friends, that helped me grow out of that shell. I was finally dating. It was fun and I felt like I was really going to find the man of my dreams in college. For quite a while I thought I had found him. His name was Greg and he was dreamy. He was a little older because he had been in the army before coming to college. He was much more experienced than me in life and in bed and I found sex and life in general with him fun and adventurous. I thought he was perfect until I came home to the apartment we shared with several other roommates one night to find Greg in our bed with another one of our roommates. I will never forget that moment, from the look on his face to her naked body laying on my side of the bed. That was the end of that relationship and to be honest, it ended my dream of finding the one. I spent the rest of my college days playing the field, I think if you asked my close friends and roommates, they would say I played the field quite a bit. Fast forward out of college and I'm living in a tiny town and craving that forever man and family again. One problem, it's a tiny town and there's no field to play and the Prince Charming options are very limited. I met my husband in a local bar. I was 23 and he was 33. He swept me off my feet saying all the right things and treating me like his princess. Looking back, yes, we were in love. But I was in love with the idea of having a husband and family. I think he was in love with having a young woman to mold and make his own. He came with an instant family. To the 23-year-old that was craving that a 2, 4, and 7-year-old seemed to be the perfect start to my life. Yes, I wanted my own kids, but this seemed to be perfect to me at the time. To my friends and family, not so much. They warned me. Several tried to talk me out of marrying him, but I didn't listen, and I married him anyway. It didn't take long for the rose colored glasses to come off, and I got to see maybe what they had been seeing all along. Within the first year, I was pregnant, but he was staying out all night coming home at four in the morning with excuses that he was with friends playing video games and had fallen asleep. The liquor on his breath and perfume on his clothes told me a different story but I ignored it. I never said a word. I had our first child and I lived my life with a man that I loved most of the time. I didn't love him all the time. I didn't love the drunk or drugged angry stranger he would become, but I ignored that because I was scared to be alone. Years went by, and when I was pregnant with our second child, he cheated and hurt me again. This time, he had to confess. I moved on, but looking back now, I never forgave him. He spent several years being a good dad and husband after that second time and I never dealt with the anger and resentment it created. I just kept living. I was living for my kids. They were my life. He slowly slipped back into his old ways that included some nights of coming home drunk telling me how fat and ugly I was, pushing me around, constantly scrutinizing everything I did and accusing me of cheating on him, which I would have never dreamed of at that time. Over the years, I grew to resent him so much that at some point without even realizing it, I fell out of love with him. Which leads me to about a year ago. I've now been thinking for at least two years that I want out of my marriage but couldn't really figure out how or when or if I was really making the right choice. How it would affect my kids? How would I live financially on my own? So many things weighing on me that staying seemed easier. But he cheated again. This time his indiscretion caused a huge riff in the family. I had to make a decision to lose a relationship with a very close relative or leave him. For some unforsaken reason, I chose him. I chose him, but deep down knew I could never forgive him, and after years of being controlled by him, I sat him down and told him, quote, I'm staying with you, but you aren't going to tell me what I can or who I can spend time with anymore, end quote. He still tries. I ignore him until he gets angry and I have to give in sometimes. But all that controlling, I am sure, is what led me to stray. I was sick of it. Sick of being unhappy. Sick of taking care of everyone but myself. At first, I am sure I was revenge cheating. I was pissed at him. I have ignored the terrible things he has done to me for years and I wasn't going to be the victim anymore. At first I sought out an old flame for my single days. He was married also. He was convenient and we would meet occasionally for extreme quickies that were usually nothing more than me giving him a blowjob and maybe him pleasuring me for a brief moment. It was clear he didn't want sex and to be honest It wasn't fulfilling at all to me and made me realize I was looking for more than a physical act. So, I did what any 40-something married woman that has no idea how you find a man to have an affair with would do. I googled it. One word, Tinder. My experience with Tinder was interesting. Yes, I was naive. All these men. And they all wanted one thing, sex. Over the next couple of months, I chatted with many men and met two of them in person, one for lunch. He seemed sweet and never even discussed sex, but we really didn't hit it off and never messaged again. The other was kind of aggressive. We kissed a while in his car, talked, kissed some more. He asked if I would go to a motel with him and my stomach sank. No, I wouldn't. I got out of his car and never talked to him again. I went there knowing that that was what was going to happen, but I guess maybe that wasn't what I wanted. I went home that night thinking maybe this Tinder and hooking up was not for me. A month or so went by. My husband and I were fighting like crazy again, and on my 44th birthday, I downloaded Tinder again and started swiping. I swiped a picture of a railroad crossing. Alex, 39, married looking for a woman to get to know. Not only was he unhappy in his marriage, apparently he was a great kisser and orally talented. I literally laughed out loud as my husband slept next to me. After chatting with Alex for about two weeks, we agreed to meet. I can't believe what the first meeting was like. After meeting the two other guys from Tinder, I was really guarded and skeptical. Within five minutes of sitting with him, I was completely infatuated. He was sexy and smart, articulate, and he wouldn't stop looking at me. I had to touch him. It felt so good. And yes, we had sex that first meeting. Wonderful, amazing, great sex. And nope, he wasn't lying in his profile. He was very talented in all the ways he had mentioned. I shook all the way home that day. I had no idea what I had just gotten into. In my head, it was probably going to just be hookups, but I felt something else. We chatted more over the next few weeks, talked on the phone a bunch, and one night, as I was again mentioning that I was five years older than him, Alex said he didn't care. He loved me for me, and my age didn't matter. I cried. I told him that word doesn't come easy for me but honestly I was feeling it too. We met that week. I told him I loved him to his face and now five months later many amazing date days, several somewhat shady motel room and I have mentioned amazing sex. I am completely in love with him. I want to be with Alex forever. Two problems. We are both married. It's not just Me that's cheating, he is too. And while my kids are a little older in their teens, his are little. Like really little, preschool age little. Alex tells me he only loves me. That he doesn't love his wife anymore and that he stays because of his kids. He has always said that and I respected that from the first conversation we ever had. He originally told me he couldn't leave until they were older. And I told him I completely understood he is a great dad he talks about his kids all the time so much that I have fallen in love with them also I literally dream of being in their lives and helping him raise them as I fell in love with him it got harder to accept he would stay with her but recently he said that he needed to leave her at some point because their relationship isn't healthy for their children He said he hopes we can be together within a year, but as much as I want to believe him, I'm scared he's going to stay with her for the kids or even still loves her and won't leave her even once I'm divorced. I think that's part of the reason I stay with my husband. I've been very close to leaving in the last few months, but I always back down. I think I'm scared. I'll be separated and eventually single and Alex will still be married and I will be lonely and heartbroken. I kind of feel like I wouldn't trust myself unless I was with him full time. I also wonder if he may not trust me either. What's that saying, once a cheater, always a cheater? I recently had someone ask me if I felt like a cheater. I honestly don't. I stayed in a marriage for 18 years without cheating until I got into my breaking point and yes, I am cheating now. But I feel strongly that if I had had the right relationship, companionship, and support, I would be 100% invested in it and would have never considered straying. My life feels so surreal. I go home at night to a man I've spent 20 years with. I look at him and think I wish things were different, but they are not. I don't feel love for him. I love Alex in a way I don't think I have ever felt about anyone before. I crave him all the time, sometimes I think too much. Am I using him to try and end my marriage? Do I really have these feelings for him that will last forever like we talk about? Or are we using each other to escape our unhappy situations at home? I really hope the answer to that question is that we are meant to be together and we will be eventually able to find happiness forever with each other. Amanda, thank you so much for sharing your story. I really did love the way you wrote it. And I hope you'll touch base with me uh, down the road because myself, I'm sure the listeners as well, would love to find out how this ends as far as your relationship with your husband or Alex and where things end up. So please keep in touch. Before we close, I just wanted to let you all know that We do have bonus episodes available and to access those you would visit my website at www.rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and look for Patreon. It is a $3 a month pledge and it allows you to get bonus episodes as well as um, access to new episodes earlier than everybody else. And the stuff you'll find on this podcast link with Patreon will be episodes of how the affairs of women affected the men involved, and how it's like to be the other woman or the other man. And from time to time, we'll even have stories of men sharing their own infidelity and how they really, a lot of them were struggling with what they did and how to make amends from that so you know it's some great information definitely something you want to consider doing Uh, look into that again it's on my website and go to the patreon option on the far right of the screen and go ahead and subscribe to that in the meantime i hope you all have a wonderful day and i appreciate you tuning in if you want to email me a story feel free Rebecca rawtruth at gmail.com you can also access that through the uh, website as well so until next time have a great day and remember no judgment goodbye